everybody. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. My name is Jeff Mareva. I am the director of the show, and I am here with our host, Mr. Robert Burt. Jeff, how are you doing today? I am doing great. How are you doing? Pretty good. It's a, it's a good day. we got a little baseball to talk got about got a baseball today. movie to talk about. Um, it's a really, really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, OETA Movie Club airs every Saturday night at 9 on OETA. We repeat the following Friday nights at 11 for an encore performance. And uh, this week, we are showing Eight Men Out. Yeah. Starring John Cusack and Charlie Sheen and a slew of others. A great 1980s film. 1988. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the same year as the movie club began. Exactly. The same yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just celebrated our 35th anniversary this year. Uh-huh. And, and, uh Has it been that long? been that long i haven't been around for all of them right um but i've been around for 25 of those 35 <laughs> so it feels like them i remember like when it. this film came out i remember the seeing the trailers and, yeah and yeah it makes me so old yeah it makes <laughs> me feel old anyway well set set everybody up for this tell us what this movie's about oh uh, it's about the very famous uh 1919 world series in which um several of the white Sox players uh, made a deal with uh, mobsters to throw the World Series. Yep. Um, uh, Meyer Lansky is, you know, in real life, Meyer Lansky is the, the one that supposedly engineered the, um, the, the throwing, the, the scandal. The scandal. As it became. Will. And, um, yeah, it, you know, it's a very sympathetic film towards the players. Um, you know, whether or not they actually, in real life, uh, deserve that right know, sympathy or not but yeah uh, it's a good film it's a really good film. yeah it is it's it's really good um director john sale sale sales why sales can I, why can't yeah. i talk today like soupy uh, like soupy sales like soupy sales um <laughs> i can't talk today that's great for a podcast um no he was um contractually obligated to make this film under two hours uh-huh and I think it's hilarious that the film ended up at one hour, 59 minutes, and 48 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> he took, That's about as close he, as you can get. Yeah, I mean, he took every bit of it, didn't he? Yeah, well, and, and so part of this is he, uh, he taught the cast or uh, encouraged them to speak quickly. Yes, and he showed them the movie City for Conquest from 1940. Which I confess which I have not I have seen. Not, I was about to say, I have not seen that movie. I guess they talk um, fast. I guess them? they talk really fast. Really fast movie. like this? and they Yeah. So like he, Speed Racer. Like Speed Racer. And so he showed them this movie and said, this is what I want. Uh-huh. And uh, apparently they sped up the dialogue quite a bit and got the movie in just under two hours. Wow. <laughs> of course. So yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you're contra- you're contractually obligated to do it. You're going to get it done, right? Um, the director also envisioned himself in a minor role as one of the member of the white members of the Chicago White Sox. But uh, this movie, and we'll talk a little bit more about this um, with some of the other characters. But this movie took 11 years. From the time he said, "I'm going to do this movie," mm-hmm. until the time that he actually did the movie. So much um, time. That he had originally envisioned Martin Sheen for the role in this, and by the time it, you know, they started rolling the cameras, it was Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, who was in the film. Yeah, he wanted. Um, he also wanted Gene Hackman and and uh, a couple other people that basically aged out. Well, David Strathern, who's in this, but in a much older role. Right. And 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 the the director himself, uh, he wanted to be a member of the White Sox, but ended up. 
casting himself as the sports writer mm-hmm. um, because he was just too old to play a ball player. Well, and also because he looked so much like yeah, he the, was uh, he was the uh, ring ring Lardner. Lardner. Yeah, he was supposed to be just like a spitting image. Uh huh. Yeah. So of course, yeah, you know, like, hey, uh, I'm sure members of the crew were like. You know, <laughs> you look a lot like this guy. Maybe you should play this Maybe role. You should play this role. Um, but yeah, um, so I thought there was a couple really cool baseball trivia that I that I did not know for this. I yeah. I, I like baseball. I played baseball when I was a kid. Sure. Um, I don't watch a lot of it anymore. Mm, yeah. Um, to be a hundred percent honest. Don't either. Yeah. Um, but. Um, you know, kind of one of those people that kind of just watches maybe the World Series each year, and that's about it. If that, if that, yeah. And um, but uh, but I'm not I'm not really into a team. I don't have a team or anything. Right. You know. Um, but uh, I did not know. So in this movie, there's many scenes, and so I had to look this up to see if this is actual, if this was fictional or or real or really happened. Uh huh. But and there's so many scenes where when the outfielders are done and going into bat, they throw their gloves on the field. Right. Like in their position. Like Just the right fir- there. The first base throws his glove on the field right by first base uh-huh. and then goes into the dugout and gets ready to bat. And I thought, this is weird. Is this uh-huh. real? Is it- Yes. So until the 1950s, um, players frequently left their gloves on the field while at bat. Finally, the Major League Baseball requested them and then eventually demanded them and find them and find them to take their gloves with them to the dugout um, because of various reasons. People were tripping, uh, people over, tripping them. over them. Yeah, the, it's the, a hazard. The ball would hit them and bounce off a, a weird uh-huh. way, you know. And sure. So, so for several reasons, it but makes so much. It makes sense. so much sense. But I had no idea that was an actual yeah. thing, huh. and so that I they had to find them to get them to 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 just do it. Yeah. Take. You're lazy, you know, <laughs> take that glove to the dugout. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I don't get it. Yeah. But well, uh, anyway, um, John Cusack, um, Charlie Sheen, apparently not only were they big stars in the, in the late 80s, mm-hmm. but apparently they were more so cast for their baseball ability. Yeah. They were apparently both very good at baseball. Uh-huh. Um, so, Although uh, D.B. Sweeney... Uh, who plays Shoeless Joe yeah. Jackson in this? Uh, one of the greatest players, you know, uh, legendary anyway. Yes, yeah. Um, uh, that he, uh, he's Shoeless Joe is left-handed, right? And D.B. Sweeney is right-handed, and even though he's a very talented player, um, had to go. He he spent um, several games with a uh, uh, a Triple A. AAA not triple A, uh, you know, class uh, A, yeah, class, class a, a coach, uh, team, team that yeah. he played with just to, uh, and so the, they could coach him in how to throw and, and bat, uh, it left handed. Yeah. He had, he had actually said, um, you know, can't you just shoot me and then reverse the negative on right. that, which they did for like pride of the Yankees. Yeah. But, but they didn't have the budget. Right. And I'm not that. sure, you know, how how does that cost more? I don't know. Uh, you know, you just be. tell them, hey, can you develop it and and reverse the Flip negative? It. But uh, he didn't he didn't want to do that. Yeah. So, you know, um, he had to learn. Talking about Shoeless Joe, um, in 1922, a petition was signed by over 14,000 White Sox fans um, demanding um, Buck Weaver be reinstated. Mm-hmm. Um, and Landis denied the request. 
Yeah, Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Yes. A judge. He was a, you know, very, uh, like a hanging judge. Right. Um, uh, unrelenting, unbending, um, uh, you know, like the worst person that, that the, the, the players could have gone up in front of um, to make these decisions. He, um, they think that the, um, that the, the owners had picked Landis to be the, the first commissioner of baseball and to make the decision on this, that uh, they picked him because he, there was, a, um, uh, there was uh, the American League, the National League, and a, a league called the Federal, Federal League. Yeah. And uh, that um, he had ruled for uh, the American League and National League in that lawsuit, ruled in favor of them, and so they, you know, and they, he was kind of the kind of personality they wanted to, right. um, to you know, bring them back from the, the precipice of the scandal. Yeah. The scandal threatened to end baseball. Oh, yeah. And, and so they, want, they wanted to take, the, you know, the harshest measures possible to, uh, to uh, assure the fans that what they were seeing was not um, fake. Yeah. That, that they weren't just throwing these games so that they could make money on the side. Yeah. Um, John Sells said that he felt this film was cursed uh, <laughs> from the very beginning. It, it, took, not only, it took him 11 years uh-huh. to get it made. Um, it was turned down twice. Um, and right. family members of the players portrayed sued. Sued, Yeah. <laughs> That's never good. That's never good. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I never, now, I couldn't, I researched, I couldn't find what happened from that lawsuit. Uh-huh. Um, if it, you know, who won, who, whatever, but. Right. But uh, they sued. I doubt they won. I doubt they won. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not like there's, their reputations were damaged, which is really, I think, the bar that you have to, to clear. Yeah. That, you know, somebody had to be injured by this. Yeah, uh, you can't just. You know, I mean, I like we could make a movie about you know, Napoleon right. and say all sorts of odd, terrible things about him, and he has descendants, I'm sure, someplace that oh, uh, sure. yeah would come out of the woodwork with their attorneys, and they would lose too because hey, who is damaged by saying right. Napoleon was a bad guy? Um, Field of Dreams was a movie released just like six, eight months after this one uh-huh. in 1989, um, which was also a depiction of the 1919 World uh, White Sox. Um, and both films kind of created an increasingly public awareness and sympathy towards the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but public sentiment in favor of overturning Shoeless Joe Jackson's lifetime ban from Major League grew, but it never, never happened. Yeah. Never, never inducted into the Hall of Fame. Still hasn't. Still hasn't been. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I mean, uh, there's the controversy over uh, Pete Rose. Oh yeah. Over kind of the same thing, you know, yeah. gambling. Yeah. Uh, it's never proven that Pete Rose, um, you know, bet against his team or that he uh, ever threw a game or or did anything to you know even change the points. Right. Um, to, you know, in his you know, because he had gambled. Right, but uh, and the same, you know, with the uh, shoeless Joe. It was yeah. never proven that he was really he took the money, but uh, he 
scored a home run in one of the games. He, yeah. I mean, uh, everybody watching him said uh, he played his heart out yeah. like he normally would. Right. In fact, in the film, you know, they're like uh, the sports writers, once they get wind of this, they're trying to figure out who is in on the right. game, right? And so they're like, uh, you know, looking for obvious throws and, you know, okay, well, that player, that player, that player yeah. is, is uh, yeah. part of the part of the thing. Um, so we were talking about other baseball movies, Field of Dreams, for a mm-hmm. second. Another um, baseball movie released that same year, 1989, is Field of Dreams, Major League. Right. Starring Charlie Sheen. Right. This was uh, the first, this movie, Eight Men Out, was the first of his two back-to-back baseball movies. Uh, yeah. Credits. He went right um, from this film characters. to that one. Yeah, yeah, and uh, played uh, Wild Thing. Wild Thing. Uh huh. Yeah, that's uh, a, good, a really good film. It is a good film. Maybe we'll get that sometime. Maybe we will. Yeah. Now I, they made a part two of Major League, but I don't think I ever saw it. No, nah, it wasn't as good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't remember ever seeing it. Now you know this whole thing starts. Basically, I think the owners brought it upon themselves because they were so cheap. And uh, oh yeah, this is where they get their nickname, the Black Sox. They're ungenerous, uh, yeah, to uh, to their players, right? Tell that. Yeah, so so the owner, I can't remember his name right now. Comiskey, Comiskey. old man Comiskey, yeah. um, was so cheap that he would not launder the team's uniforms. Wow, he would not pay to have them uh, cleaned. I think and I worked so, for that guy one time, <laughs> and. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, the player, it was up to the players themselves to do it, which meant it didn't get done very often. Yeah. And uh, their uniforms just ended up filthy, and they got the nickname the Black Sox. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's yeah. like old man Wrigley, you know, Wrigley Field, right? Yeah. Wrigley Gum was so cheap um, yeah. that, you know, and players had no – Recourse. I mean, you, right. there was no free agency, and you couldn't just go to another team. Right. They, you know, the owners, you know, had a gentleman's agreement that they would not uh, right. do that simply because they wanted to keep the, the salaries down. Right. I mean, baseball, um, Major League Baseball uh, for the players was very, very different before free agency. Oh, uh, yeah. You would have – there was you no know, one making the equivalent of millions back then. Right. I mean, you would you would be on the subway riding with a member of the Yankees back to his, you know, his home in the Bronx, some or you know Queens or something. You know, you oh, would yeah. be, you know, you would see them. They were yeah. a member of you know your community. They were there on your street. Yeah. And they were not rich. Nope. You know, so like DiMaggio or Babe Ruth or. Uh, Lou Gehrig, you know, all these these great names did not make big money right. uh, in their time. Nope, they did not. It was only endorsements later that it, which they made made any kind of money. Right. Um, so I thought this was interesting. Studs Terkel played Hugh Fullerton, a sports writer, who in the, at the time of this 1919 was 46. Studs was 75 when he played that 46-year-old. <laughs> and they said that he was so old, Studs Turkleton was so old, that he would have been about six, seven years old when this actual scandal uh-huh. happened. Like, he would have, he was alive during it. 
the um, same age as the little boys that are, you know, the they show in, you know, that are uh, 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 like Shoeless Joe walking down the street. Right. Hey, Joe, what's going on? You're yeah. my favorite player. Hey, Joe, say it ain't so. Uh-huh. That yeah. Suds Turkle would have been the same age as those kids. Yep. Um, so another interesting baseball fact, the Chicago White Sox didn't make it to another World Series again until 1959. They lost mm-hmm. to the L.A. Dodgers. Ooh. No. And then they finally made it back to another World Series and won in 2005, defeating the Houston Astros mm-hmm. four games to zero. Finally. 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 So. Yeah, but 59, they're playing and they, they lose to the L.A. Dodgers. L.A. Dodgers. Which, you know, another tragedy, they had just moved uh, from um, the, uh, from Brooklyn, Brooklyn yeah. right? Which were a loyal, loyal, loyal fan base there you know they tear down ebbets field and you know the the right. weeping over that so yeah. yeah two great baseball stories there in that in that series yeah yeah um so a couple of the behind the scenes things that i thought was really funny for this movie the the weather during the 1919 series in in, in reality in real life was a very hot season. Uh-huh. And uh, they shot this movie in October in Indiana when it was not hot. <laughs> and, like downright cold a couple days. Uh-huh. Um, it was overcast most days. Um, they, mm. said, they said there was a few days it was brutally cold. Brutally. Um, and you're out there in shirt sleeves. and Right. Of course, the extras, right? I mean, they tried to get as many extras yeah. as they could. Like Charlie Sheen... Uh, agreed to a deal where, um, it, you know, they yeah. broadcast it saying, hey, if you come out to the game, you know, and, and, and you know, out to where we're shooting the film, uh, you, you know, one, one lucky person will get to have lunch with Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Well, a lot of people turned out for that. But, um, you know, on those days where you didn't have a lot, he, they had to resort to cutouts. Cardboard cutouts. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? <laughs> But, you know, if you're doing a panning shot or something like that, you're probably not going to notice that those are not real people up there. Yeah. I love that stuff. (laughs) Behind-the-scenes stuff when they do that kind of stuff. Um, Oh, another fact we got to get in here for Ken Burns. Ken Burns, famous documentarian. That's right. Bears on PBS. Yeah. Um, Baseball. He did, in 1994, he did a documentary called Baseball. Very cleverly titled. uh, (laughs) And uh, he had John Cusack. Charlie Sheen and one other, uh, D.B. Sweeney, Christopher Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd, yeah, um, voice their own characters and D.B. Sweeney, yeah, um, for uh-huh. this for his documentary for his documentary, they, yeah, yeah. He uh, seemed to think the casting was so good. That's right. That and you know, Studs Tur- Turkle's got that great voice. Yep. And yeah, I mean, these guys uh, had already known the characters and and um, uh, is it Michael Strathairn? Is that his? Uh, uh, that. Uh, he's in David, Se- David Strether. Yeah, he's in. I mean, uh, many, many. Um, uh, his voice is in lots of uh, Ken Burns. He's yeah. he's kind of in that that uh, stable of, yeah. of uh, voice actors that yeah. Ken Burns uses. Yeah. All right. Well, we are out of time. Again. Um, I do want to give a shout out real quick to our celebrity photo, um, Kay Davis. Um, sent in a photo um, with her mom and Joanne Castle. Um, I, of course, know who Joanne Castle yeah. is. If you don't know, she's one of the stars of the Lawrence Welk Show. Have you met Joanne? I, I've met her a few times, worked uh-huh. with her a few times. Because um, we know uh, our Lawrence Welk we here do. at PBS. We, we, and for anybody who doesn't know, 
we produce the weekly Lawrence Welk show here at OETA, and it's the it's the one that airs nationally. So uh-huh. if you're watching in New York or Hawaii or Kentucky or wherever, it's the show we produce out of Oklahoma City. Or you see it made I, fun of on Saturday Night Live. That's right. That's right. Um, but I edit that each week uh-huh. and get that ready for air and everything. And, and, and you're to blame. Out. I'm to blame for that. <laughs> so uh, no, uh, but she sent in a great, great, great celebrity photo with her mom and Joanne Castle from the early '90s. <laughs> And uh, it's 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 awesome. Joanne's got like a perm, and it's like really really uh, dated. It's a but great it look, picture. It does. It's a great picture. So, um, if you have a photo with a famous celebrity, please send it to us. You can email it to us or mail it in. You'll hear an address here in a second at the end of the podcast to uh, send those into. And um, uh, yeah, we love getting those. We now have a new movie club T-shirt that we'll send oh, you yeah. when, we, when we use it on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, so start our, including your T-shirt size when you send in those celebrity photos. Our 35th and, anniversary uh, commemorative T-shirts, and uh, they are awesome. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So Jeff has one. I, I they still haven't given me one. Yeah. Yeah, they know who's important around here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, so send in those photos, get a t-shirt, get your picture and name on the air, be famous for a, a night. Yeah. And uh, and and send those in to us. And somebody and, could uh, be sending in a photo of you someday. That's right. And uh, and please include when you do send those in, please include a story and kind of let us know the who, when, what, where um of that picture it makes and it fun it, and it yeah it really helps it out on the air other than just saying here's joe schmo with yeah. kevin costner right enjoy well we get <laughs> that every once in a while yeah um so so yeah sending those stories with that i think that really helps us out um next week um Ooh, yeah what do we got we got up? autumn in new york oh next week. yeah Richard Greer, um, Richard or Gear, Gear, yeah, I should his say his brother, his brother, um, and, and uh, Winona, Winona Ryder, Ryder um, are in that. It's a really good. It's a one. May December love story. It is. It's a it's a love story, and uh-huh. and uh, it's a really good one. And so we'll be talking about that one next week. And uh, like I said, tune in each Saturday night at nine and Fridays at eleven, and uh, continue to please listen to this podcast yeah. each week. And we'll until next week, take care. Bye bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.